0: Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com.
1: Hello, welcome to Car Stuff. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Ben Boland. And I'm Scott Benjamin. And Scott. yeah. (laughs) So, we've been kicking around this topic idea for a while. Mm -hmm. And as you know. As someone who would uh, like to think of themselves as thrifty, uh, this was originally very, very exciting to me. Yeah, it's an appealing idea. It's in, you know what, what diplomatic language. Uh, yeah. Now, here's the question. Here's the question. How can a new car cost only $3,000 U.S.? Now, this is going to bring up to some people the Tata Nano. Yeah that's the first thing
2: that comes to my mind I guess when you when you first heard this uh, about this that's what I thought that I thought they've already done it it's there's a twenty seven hundred dollar car yeah uh, produced by Tata Motors mm-hmm. uh, you know the nano that you know, we, we talked about I think we've talked about it ep- on an episode yeah we, we have an Quack. episode about it um, it's like a lightweight car mm-hmm. um, what 2700 bucks us is what it costs mm-hmm. and it weighs you know it's like uh, what is it, about 1,300 pounds, something like that?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's, a, it's a lightweight, small, no-frills car. hmm And uh, it's not it, – it, it doesn't get that low weight because of any sort of fantastic materials <laughs> engineering. Yeah, yeah. You would think, uh, you know, like, well, big deal. They're making cars lighter every day, right? Right, carbon fiber,
2: et cetera. Yeah, even aluminum, right, lighter yeah. metals, yeah. alloys, whatever. That's not happening here. No, that's not what they're doing. Um, yeah.
1: Go ahead. They're uh, just—I think one of the ways we say it in our article is that they're just providing less car. They're doing it the old-fashioned way. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Did you you edit this one? <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, <laughs> I,
2: this is from one of our uh, one of our writers, Quelly and uh, Quelly Parker. Yeah, great and, writer. Uh, good, yeah, good articles. He, he's got an article that uh, it's called "How Can a New Car Cost Only Three Thousand Dollars?" And um, yeah, he, he mentions that you know. You would think that they're doing this uh, in some, you know, futuristic w- manner that you know you're going to get the car that you've you're, you've got now in your driveway only for three thousand dollars.
1: Right, like you can have your cake and eat it too. Not
2: the case, as he says here. They're doing it the old-fashioned way. They're providing less car, is what he says.
1: Yes. So one of the things that we mentioned in the uh, Tata Nano episode is that the Nano, um, although it is in some ways, very good as an entry-level car mm-hmm. for uh, some middle-class members of that society. The, it can it legally cannot be sold in the United States, no, because we have safety regulations mm-hmm. that preclude some of the uh, strategies that Tata is used. Strategies, nice. I'm also using diplomatic language. Yeah, that is. But you know who did think it was a good idea, Scott? Yeah, who? Nissan. Nissan
2: did. That's right. And uh, you know, we'll get to this in just a second here. But I, there's another quick thing that I want to mention yeah. about, uh, if if you don't mind. Yeah. yeah um, you got to consider the markets that these are being sold in. These oh, are, that's a good these point. are these are emerging markets, right? Right. And and I promise we'll get to uh, the, who's doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but. Um, what they call emerging markets, and they're they're cars that are going to be sold in Indonesia, India, mm-hmm. and Russia. Mm-hmm. And um, you mentioned you know not being able to be built here in the United States, right? There's a whole line of discussion that we can go into with this, like you know what they should be allowed to use and what they shouldn't be allowed to use or yeah. include in the vehicle for safety aspects, right? Mm-hmm. Um, some people think that you know maybe you don't need ABS, you don't need power steering, things like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're talking about cars that are doing away with bigger things, like safety issues, um, and, and those are safety, uh, obviously, but right. we're talking about like doing away with airbags or doing away with uh, beams in the doors.
1: Yeah, or even things that seem like a trunk latch on the outside of the vehicle. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's right. Like in the, uh, the Tata Nano, um, you have to access the cargo area from inside the vehicle. You can't even mm-hmm. access it from outside of the vehicle. So um, they really, really cut corners, and one way that they cut corners, or one of the biggest ways they cut corners, is labor cost. Um, now, they build them in uh, in places like India where they can pay, um, oh, yeah. you know, like the average auto mm-hmm. worker makes something like $3.30 an hour.
1: Which is comparatively on the higher end of the scale for Indian manufacturing
2: jobs. Exactly. So if you're an auto worker, you've got a pretty good job making three thirty an hour. Um, here in the States, um, you compare that to something like $30 an hour average mm-hmm. for a U.S. auto worker on the line. Yeah. So, um, you know, the labor cost is dramatically lower. And what you get really uh, for that money is basically a stripped-down car. I mean, you're going to get mm-hmm. a an extremely, extremely stripped-down, low amenities or no luxuries vehicle for that for that kind of cost. Now, you mentioned I just yeah. steal no, us no, no, away because we went backwards there. But cool. um, who's doing this,
1: Ben? Oh uh, yeah, Nissan, Japanese company Nissan. Uh, who some car enthusiasts may be familiar with, uh, did decide that this was an exciting market, uh, to, to, uh, dip their toes in. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. With emerging markets for, for cars, what we're seeing is a lot of potential and there are numbers now to back up the, the, the facts. You know, we have quantifiable proof that people in emerging markets are buying more vehicles, and Nissan feels that um, the example of the Tata specifically, but also other lower uh, price point entry-level vehicles, uh, they feel like it's a persuasive enough argument that they said, uh, we're going to try to make a car that we can sell for just three grand, which is A, amazingly unorthodox, and B, um, possibly dangerous to the Nissan brand.
2: You know, real quick here.
1: Yeah, Nissan already makes a car in
2: Mexico that that's brand new for eight thousand dollars. Right. Yeah. Uh, what's the name of that car? I'll find it in just a second here. But um, they they make another vehicle that, that costs about eight thousand dollars. Yeah. And it's called the Suru. Mm-hmm. The T S U R U Suru. And uh, that's equivalent, if you want a, an idea of what that looks like, that's like the Nissan Sentra here in the United States. Yeah, good point. Um, but it's $8,000 brand new in Mexico, and it's already that's already the cheapest car, that, the brand new car that you can get there. Right. Now, um, this is going to be like one-third of that cost. So what are you going to get for that? You can imagine, right? Um, yeah. Now, oh, okay, I'm getting beyond myself here again. We, mm-hmm. keep, we keep jumping around, but... Um, mm-hmm. Nissan's decided to do something pretty interesting with this, Ben. Right? They've uh, yeah. they've they're bringing back a brand name that is uh, is beloved, I guess. Yep. Among enthusiasts, and cherished. Exactly, cherished. I guess would be a good way to say it. Um, they're bringing back the Datsun name. Yes. So the Datsun brand is coming back for 2014. Mm-hmm. I think is when they're expected to start delivering these vehicles because they're talking about six new vehicles. Uh, due by early f- 2014 mm-hmm. uh, that are going to be right around this range. Now they've kind of uh, said maybe it'll be a little bit more than three thousand dollars, a little bit less. It right. depends on yeah. the model you get and you know some of the mm-hmm. amenities that you get. But um, even even them, you know, even they are saying like you know that three thousand dollar price point is tough to match. Right. And one quick thing here, you you mentioned the uh, the the markets that these are being sold in. Yeah. Now we'll get into specifics of the vehicle in just a moment, but sure. Um, so. We're talking about who you know. Who is this vehicle for, right? Who who's the one that's going to be buying a three thousand dollar brand new vehicle? Well, it's actually a step up for a lot of people uh, mm-hmm. to be able to buy something, even though we're talking about a stripped down car, that, which we'll describe in a moment. Um, but these are commuters who are, you know, the, they they pack their entire family onto a single motorcycle, or they um, you've seen videos of that, yeah, I'm sure, photos that, of that, right?
1: This is a great point, yeah, because people are one of. Um As we mentioned in our motor scooter and Vespa episode... Transportation, especially in a high-density area and a lot of emerging markets, is going to be stuff like bicycles, yeah. motor scooters. Have you
2: seen some of those, like the, the, the traffic intersections in India or you know wherever, where they? I mean, it's just chaos. Yeah, they're, they're driving everywhere. There's no lanes. There's no. There's no seeming um, order to anything. I mean, mm. there's there's yeah. cattle walking through. Uh-huh. There are motorcycles, mopeds, bicycles, hand carts someone um, said hey
1: this looks like it might be an intersection let me set up a stall
2: Yeah, buses with well, it seemed like 300 people on them you know they're hanging off the sides and on the top mm-hmm. and and now these are people that are trying to s- take one step up from being on one of those other vehicles they want their own personal transportation so you know th- this is this is a uh, a sign that you know they're they're making it
1: Inclu- well what that's interesting because uh I, as we get as we get to this point um One thing that we have to note is that there are some lessons Nissan should learn, uh, from Nano before they, before they move on, uh, and really try to make a go of this. Because it turned out that Tata had to change their marketing part way through, uh, because people wanted this entry level, low priced car. However, uh, people did not want to be, you know, a laughing stock for driving what became known for a time as the poor man's car. You know, people didn't want to be seen as making a statement about their own poverty. So it it became clear to Tata that the um, Indian car shoppers initially didn't want to be bad and they didn't want to be seen as you know. Low income or, or somehow financially embarrassed. And there's a weird piece of logic here because this is a great question. If you could afford a brand new Tata Nano, right, then what kind of nicer used car could you get for 2700
2: So, in other words, they're, they're looking at this as almost like a, a status symbol. Is yes. that right? I mean, it's yeah. like, a, it's uh,
1: like... The, your new car should be a statement about your place in society hmm, in some okay. way.
2: All right, interesting. So even a even a three thousand dollars car, which to us a new car, which is you know the stripped down version, yeah. um, to
1: them is a is a is a big move up. Right, but it still might not be as good as a used car that's that's a little bit more mainstream. That's for yeah. three thousand. You
2: know what? I've
1: I've got to agree with this. I mean, well, right. I know later we're going to talk about this. You know
2: that that uh, um, you know the, the pros and cons. I guess right, right. right. But um, but I, I I don't know. I would. Personally, I would, I would go for the uh, for the used car that's a little bit better put together. It has a few more safety features. But there's also that new car appeal, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, that new car smell, too. Yeah, that's right. I wonder yeah. if it has new car smell. Oh, probably does, yeah.
1: Uh, but there's a lot of stuff it doesn't have.
2: Yeah, yeah, you know what? And I've got my notes here. Um, uh, the $3,000 car is just in, in general, and this is from a uh, an article on WSJ.com.
1: So this isn't specifically the Nano or the... Uh, upcoming Datsun. No, no, no. This is just kind of what you can expect on a vehicle okay.
2: of this of this price range, I guess. Maybe that's mm-hmm. the best way to put it. Um, they've got a, a great infographic on that on that site that I was telling you about. Um, and it just kind of lists the features. and You can hover over areas and look at them. I've written down a few of these okay. uh, because <laughs> to me they're pretty remarkable. Some of the things that this does not come with. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Let's just go through it real quick. Um, it's a <laughs> four-cylinder, four-cylinder engine, you would think. Yeah. No way. Two-cylinder? Two-cylinder engine. Now, remember the Metro, Geo Metro had three cylinders. Yeah. (laughs) Um, This takes it down to two-cylinder. Now, I'm not saying um, two-stroke. I'm saying two-cylinder. Now, two-cylinders are kind of like about the size of, you know, an engine that you'd find on, like, a jet ski or, like, on a motorcycle. Right. Right. Um, So you can get some power out of a two-cylinder motor, but um, very good chance that they're not going to have much power.
1: Right. Yeah. Uh, this no. is not something that you are going that you're really going to want to be on the high speed highway areas. No, with. this is
2: not a uh, not a tuner's car by no, any means. Right. Not, not a. B- now, B- um, ABS. Of course, we mentioned that already. No way. Right. Um, and the crazy thing is that you know ABS. If you want to buy an entire ABS system, mm-hmm. it's really only about two hundred dollars if you buy it on a wholesale. You know, market. Mm-hmm. So, like, let's say you're going to install ABS into a vehicle, it costs the manufacturer about 200 bucks to install the whole system. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they decided that that's one area that they just don't need.
1: Which is weird because nobody in the United States can get around ABS. Yeah, even true. the new Vipers. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. yeah.
2: It's it's, uh, it's a federally mandated thing, right? Yeah. That's, that's one of the reasons that this vehicle can't be brought to the United States. Um, automatic transmission. No way. It's, uh, manual I transmission don't. only. Um, mirrors. Now, mm-hmm. there are, Fewer mirrors. It's not that there aren't any mirrors, but um, you may only get the rearview mirror and the driver's door only. Uh, you wouldn't get a passenger side mirror, any vanity mm-hmm. mirrors, or, or no power options on those as well. Right. Um, airbags? Nope, nada. Uh, but you may you may be
1: able to get a driver's side airbag if uh, if you pay extra for it. Right. That's also the model that has. Uh, Radio and air conditioning. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's uh,
2: yeah because that's the other ones. You know, you're gonna say um, air conditioning should be there because of you know the climates that we're talking about right. in, the, in the vehicles. Sure. Um, nope, no air conditioning. You gotta roll down the windows, which are manually operated windows by mm-hmm. the way, C- hand crank windows for people who remember those. Um, seats, obviously, there's no power options, no adjustments. You can only get cloth or vinyl, um, and in some cases, you can only get a bench seat with no reclining option. <sighs>
0: As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner.
3: Jean. Eugene Fodor!
2: Jean, we'll boot it!
0: Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with.
3: So you write the books, Gene, and last on the business. I understand now, it's a wise man who uh, marries a wiser woman.
0: Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: But We Loved is a podcast about queer history. I'm Jordan Gonsalves, your host. Growing up, I thought being gay was the worst thing I could ever be. The gay history I learned was tragic.
0: Jerry had died of AIDS, and it's like, what is happening? It was survival.
3: That's why it's called Survival Sets. But as I interviewed queer elders, I realized there was another history that I had never been taught, a history of courage and perseverance.
2: I wanted to take control of my
0: story and not be ashamed of it.
3: And it was a history full of love.
0: The joy we found in saying husband again and again and again was incredible.
3: And while learning this new queer history from my elders, I realized they had so much wisdom to pass down. The key is to understanding yourself, learning to love and embrace yourself. From iHeart Podcasts, I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and this is But We Loved. Listen to But We Loved on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: So uh, we're talking about real basic, basic
1: seating in these things. But, again, this is still a car. It's an enclosed space. It's a uh, probably still, even, even without some of the safety features that we consider uh, status quo in the United States, it's still safer than being on a motor scooter.
2: True. Now, how did – okay, so – this kind of leads you to, you know, there's other things, you know, that, right. that are missing from this thing as well. But um, minor things like, you know, hand door handles and things like that, that, uh, right. you know, they're, they're pared down, made a lot simpler. Um, you may wonder how Nissan decided that this is what uh, what they wanted to do, right? Good you may question. say, like, well, how, you know, why would they even decide to do something like this? Well, it turns out that in, uh, I think it was in 2007, uh-huh. they launched this, uh, this secret, I'm going to say secret in finger quotes, but secret... <laughs> Because it's not secret anymore, um, a secret mission to kind of decide you know what what people really needed in these markets, what they wanted, what they needed, their daily driving habits, you know what they um, what they what they were desiring, I guess, in, in a vehicle, and so they sent out these exploratory groups, uh-huh. and uh, they went to India. And one of the results, you know, they, they actually they lived in the homes of the people. They they drove mm-hmm. with them to work every day or they rode with them, whatever transportation they had. They talked to them a lot about this. And over the, the several months, you know, they, they determined that um, a lot of results. But one of the one of the main results was that um, they they realized that they, they just don't even desire to have airbags. They said, well, why would I really need that? All you need is just a, a slightly bigger front end. So if I get a front end collision, uh, there's a bigger crumple zone. Mm-hmm. So they said, "Well, you know what let's do away with airbags then and that's the kind of decision that was made you know they said well they they really don't need it they don't want it. I mean mm-hmm. they may need it, but they don't they uh they decided that they just didn't feel that that would do any better for them than would a slightly larger front end that would that would accept that impact so um you know things like that it was is more just talking to individuals and deciding individual needs, but you know then basing it on this this whole uh, this whole study that they did.
1: Right. So let's not build a car and convince people that they want it. Let's see what kind of car people want and build that. Precisely. Yeah, exactly. That's
2: what I was trying to get at is that, you know, they, they, they really talked to the people and decided what they wanted.
1: And let's go ahead and take, if, if we've got a second here, a closer look at what I'm going to call the mastermind on the $3,000 car project. That's- okay. Carlos, uh, I may mispronounce uh, his name here, so I apologize. Carlos Ghosn, G-H-O-S-N, the Nissan Motor Chief Executive. Okay. Now, here's what's interesting about this guy, Scott. He came to Nissan uh, more than 10 years ago, like 13 13 years ago. He's been there for a while. Uh, When he came to Nissan, it was in danger of bankruptcy. Yeah. So he was turning this place around, and he is... Uh, according to the articles I've read and according to an AP report, he's the only head of a major car maker that was raised in the developing world. He's born in Brazil, hmm. grew up in Lebanon. Okay. And, uh, he said that this has really determined the legacy that he wants to leave. Hmm. So he didn't own a car until he was 18. And, you know, as he says in, in many developing countries, uh, it's very difficult to have a car of, of any sort. So, in 2010, here's, this is a statistic from the AP report, only 38 people out of 1,000 owned a car in India. Oh, no kidding. In the United States, by way of comparison, that's 808 out of 1,000. Wow. So he thinks that um, – that's, that's a dramatic difference. It is. It is. And it's it's a huge difference thirty eight versus eight hundred. Yeah, and
2: you know what I bet all those other. And you're saying car. I bet those people have some other form of transportation. Yeah, a Bicycle, absolutely. a motorcycle, a moped, something like that right. that they're getting around town on. Which, as we talked about, it this is a step up when you're having to deal with, you know, things like other motorcycles with uh, with
1: eight people sack on them, or, sure. uh, or, or buses, quite or, a few, like uh, hauling quite a few boxes or, or cattle, you know, things like that that you just don't <laughs> think about it. You know, on the main streets, it happens. It, it does happen. Um, I haven't been to India, uh, yet. I hope to go sometime mm-hmm. and, uh, I would really, when I go, I'd like to see what this Tata Nano is all about. But I wanted to, def- I wanted to get a perspective from somebody in defense of this $3,000 car move. Cause let's be honest, man, a lot of Datsun. Fans are not happy about this. Yeah, you know this is a
2: uh, this is a a dramatic turnaround from you know the 1960s, 1970s mm. um, image of Dotson that that was portrayed. You know, or actually that was that was. Earned back then yeah. by them, uh, because there were a lot of, of fans of the
1: Z cars. Yeah, they were like approachable but classy.
2: Yeah, I mean we're talking about like right now we're on the sixth generation of of Z cars, mm-hmm. and you know that I mean that goes back a long way, and there are people that are very very passionate about the Z car and the Datsun name. And it meant to them quality. It meant to them, you know, um, a lot of a lot of extras. As I'll Reliability, personality. Exactly. Yeah, a lot of personality. And you know, there's still even I, I've seen a few of them around here around town yeah, recently, really. restored versions, and and they're beautiful. They're they great are cars.
1: beautiful cars. And this is uh, the the highfalutin term for uh, this kind of concern that people have is something called brand dilution. Mm-hmm. So that's where if you own Let's say you're a proud owner of a Ferrari, and um, you find out that Ferrari is, for some reason, mass-producing something that is like a Sentra. Oh, like a city car of some kind. Yeah. And there's nothing. there's nothing wrong with Sentras or city cars, you know, mm-hmm. um, but if you buy a high-end vehicle or if you buy a vehicle you're also buying a sort of sense of that vehicle's brand that's why you're never going to see rolls-royce put out um a three thousand dollar car yeah and understood and as a result this brand dilution means that nissan could put itself in danger if they just make you know like the nissan minima or something is
2: this like this is like the aston martin signet this is a great. That's only a great comparison. only that's got a high price tag, of course. But, right. But do you remember that? It's just yeah. a rebadged vehicle, right? That uh-huh. the, the, that bears the uh, Aston Martin name. And some Aston Martin fans,
1: let us not forget, were Up livid. Arms. Yeah. Oh, yeah,
2: that's right. Yeah, you know. Um, now I know you're saying that you know some people are, are for it. Um, some people are for it. Some yeah. people are for it. Some people are against it. As we like to say. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's our, um, always our big question. Yeah, for it, or is it for it or against it, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, one person who's against it uh-huh. is a, uh, a one, it's a former Nissan Datsun executive who has, you uh, the quote says misgivings about a cheap Datsun.
1: Okay. And
2: uh, the reason is that uh, his name is uh, y- Yatuka, mm-hmm. goes by Mr. K. Katayama. Yeah, And he's a former Nissan executive who was around when they first, in 1935, started rolling off the first Datsuns. Now, a lot of people won't know this, but Dots name goes back to actually 1931. It mm-hmm. goes way, way back. Um, I think a lot of people would be surprised to hear that because they're only accustomed to seeing like the 1970s Z cars, you know, that I was mentioning. Yes. Um, but they do go way, way back. And actually, he was a – I'm sorry. He was a – you know, the, the Datsun name goes back to 31. He was a new hire in 1935 to this company. So um, get this he's 103
1: years old now, Ben. Yeah, I was hoping you would say that. Yeah. He's also one of the people who's credited with making Dotson as popular as it is. Exactly.
2: Yeah. So he's uh, he's uh, you know been around a long long time mm-hmm. with the company. Obviously he's retired. Um, oh, but they, they interviewed, yeah, yeah, obviously. Probably about 50 years ago, right? <laughs> so, he, anyways, he said that he was sad when the Datsun name disappeared. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's glad to hear that it's coming back. However, his misgivings are that he says it'll be a shame if they're cheap cars because he wants to, he wants it to be more of a polished car is what he says. Um, to bring back a, a car company, a brand name like that and then to have it associated or tied to a, a cheap car. Yeah, um, and I say cheap. I mean a low cost car, right? That well, let's just say cheap. It's a cheap car.
1: Yeah, we're not making any sort of like ethical insinuation or some sort of value judgment other than the fact that it is less expensive.
2: No. So here's a you know a hundred and three year old guy that says. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm concerned about it because I've worked with the company, you mm-hmm. know, from back in nineteen thirty five through retirement and now I'm just concerned that, you know, it's gonna
1: drag the name down a little and bit. And Mr. K, let's not forget, he's an expert. He is like the expert.
2: It, you know what? He is. He's been around probably the longest at this mm-hmm. point, you know, mm-hmm. as far as, you know, somebody who is, is familiar with the, the Nissan Datsun name, right? Mm-hmm. Um so th- this kind of leads to our final question, if I'm not cutting you off here. Do you have oh, more about Yeah, like to
1: say I want to do, do a pro. Oh, please do. Just a, just a quick pro, because we do need to get to this question. But here's, here's the pro side. We'll go back to uh, the uh, chief executive, Carlos uh, Ghosn. Sure. And um, he is familiar with these criticisms. And he believes that um, the car that they'll roll out will be modern and fresh because – Buyers in these emerging markets want a car that is in their budget. He also says this could be one of Nissan's main accelerators of growth. Now, here's some numbers that are interesting. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm not taking a side in either of these, but I do want – we do need to get these numbers out. Um, Car sales in emerging economies, according to Nissan – may account for as much as 60% of all auto industry sales in five years. Currently, it's at 43%, which is higher than I thought it would be. That's really high. Right. And so some consultants, such as Ralph Kalmbach um, in Munich, uh, says that selling cars in developing countries is ambitious but necessary for the industry's big players because... There's no way around this entry level segment for global automakers. It's growing too fast. Wow! So they have to do it. If you if you want to maintain uh, market share, then logically you would have to do it. But if you want to survive as a company, you have to do something. So it's either it's uh, you know it's either the um, Nissan ends up selling maybe uh, making a very committed specialized market, mm-hmm. right? But sure. they w- they would have to create that. And then this other market already exists. So while I understand Mr. K's um, criticisms and, frankly, very valid concerns, um, it also seems that the leadership of Nissan ha- has a compelling um a compelling reason for this sure now, so it's
2: just a flat out business decision to do this they have to they have to be in the markets where they're going to make the sales right
1: but was it right to uh is it right to use dotson for this
2: ah that's the question now see this we're getting to the big question here yes yeah and uh the big question is is it is it a mistake for dotson or nissan to use the name you know the the brand Datsun mm-hmm. this $3,000 car I mean is it a mistake Is it? I'm, I'm posing that to everybody I'm going to pose that to you Okay. I, I've got my own opinion about it I think you probably know already what I think mm-hmm. but um, I'm going to ask you and I think I know what you think already too but um, all of our listeners everywhere Facebook yeah. you know, wherever just Twitter, tell us, tell email. us you know, send us an email whatever you think but really is it a mistake for, for Dotson to tie their name to this $3,000 car and I say yes I say yes, but I, th- I think it tarnishes the name of you know this 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 iconic brand. Okay. Know, that, uh, and it's gone. I understand that. Right. Other other brands are gone as well that are, are mm-hmm. well loved, you know, that are that are cherished, I guess, by some.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: it's not that I've ever owned a Datsun or anything like that, but um, I I do think that you know f- that they stood for quality. They they were they, they really were good cars at the time, and I, I've got a uh, a quick yeah. quote here from um, you know this is back in nineteen sixty two. Mm-hmm. Um and Track wrote about the, uh, the Fair Lady 1500, which is, you know, the, the Fair Lady is the name of the, the Z cars here in the United States. Right. Um, in Japan, they called them the Fair Lady. Here in the States, they called them the Z cars.
1: Because uh, Americans wouldn't buy a car called Fair Lady. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. So
2: the Fair Lady 1500, which uh, when it came to the U.S. in 1962... Um, it was loaded with lots of you know, standard equipment, right. and Road and Track wrote, "We've never seen and this is a quote. We've never seen a car that comes with so many extras at no additional charge." And so, in other words, Nissan Datsun rather, mm-hmm. was not holding back. They were they were giving everything they had into this car. You know, all the options, all the bells and whistles. It was a it was a, a neat looking little sports car. Um, I don't know. They were known for extras. This is a complete opposite of that. This mm-hmm. is saying here's a Datsun. It's going to be completely stripped down. It's going to have nothing in it. What do you think of Datsun now? That's that's. <laughs> I mean, if this is your first, if this is your first impression of the Datsun motor yeah. car, what do you think of it? I mean, that's 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 my impression on it. That's my take on it. And you know, now that we're up to six generations, they they make you know Nissan makes great cars. Yeah, they they have SUVs, they have mm-hmm. trucks, they have uh, you know sedans, they mm-hmm. have e- everything, right? Full line of vehicles, and even that awesome GTR. Um, to build something like this three thousand dollar car, I think under the Datsun name is a mistake.
1: Okay, I think that is. A, a spirited defense, and B, the only reason that I was laughing a little is when you said, what do you think of Datsun now? It reminded me of every scene in the movies <laughs> where they're like, oh, what do you think of so-and-so now? What do you think of now? Yeah. How about and now? I think that's a good point, man. And honestly, I'm on the same page with you here because, yes, it is it almost it is almost inevitable that the future of a lot of car sales or Vehicle sales in general are mm-hmm. going to go to the parts of the world where there are more and more people and emerging economies. Mm-hmm. And now, notice I qualify that I say vehicles because you know the jury's still out on what kind of vehicles those might yeah. be.
2: And there are going to be six of them by 2014, according to this article. Right. So, so there's going to be a variety of vehicles available.
1: So here's here's my take on it. Um, I am also I am also going to say. Uh, with no disrespect intended to anyone involved that i don't i don't think it's the best thing for Datsun to have to have this car come out not because it's a super low price or anything but because it's so different from mm-hmm. every Datsun you know yeah. you don't really Ferrari doesn't come out with a station wagon they just don't mm-hmm. and it's not to say that station wagons are bad any more than it is to say that a $3000 car is good or bad but it's not a Datsun And and I think that rather than adopting this into the Datsun pantheon the way that they would want Datsun enthusiasts to do, there's going to be a backlash because, well, now, of course, we know how it is whenever you resurrect a brand, even if they put out the exact same Datsun uh, as, as the Z car people are used to people would still get mad about it. Probably. And still be a little bit can, cantankerous about it. But I think that maybe this is a way to have, maybe this is an opportunity to have a new mark of some sort come out. Now, earlier I joked uh, with the saying the Minima, which I think is a clever car name, but it would never sale, sell. Um, it is clever, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I worked on that one over Thanksgiving. But uh, <laughs> the, um, the, the point that I'm trying to make is, I do see the problem here, the dilemma, which is if you come out with a new brand, right? Yeah. Then instantly you're going to run into what Tata Nano ran into, which is you don't want, people don't want to buy the poor people's car. Yeah, or a car that they've never heard of. Or a car that's a risk. I guess. See,
2: that's the thing. They're carrying the Datsun name, which is, you know, well-known respected name sure story even. yeah exactly and but the but the other problem see there's so many facets to this Ben yeah. some people are only going to know Datsun by this vehicle others right. that are older you know like maybe our generation or older sure. baby yeah. boomers even yeah. they're going to they're going to recognize that Datsun was once uh, the producer of these great vehicles Datsun you know mm-hmm. the, the trucks or cars or whatever they they had in the past and uh, say that that was a great car what are the, what are they doing with this? Why are they building that? Yeah, and uh, you know, other people are going to say like, "Why would I want to?" That's and I know who they what they make. They make that uh, three thousand dollar car that
1: I wouldn't touch. Ouch. So yeah.
2: you know, that's that's the dilemma is that you know, there's there's so many different ways to look at this, and and Nissan has to look at it in a strictly business sense and say right. like, "Well, there's sixty percent of new new vehicle sales are going to be in these emerging markets. Mm-hmm. We better get in there."
1: Now, we also have to qualify. It's clear that we're both, again, at least using – we're both, again, at, when it comes to using the Datsun name. Mm-hmm. Now, I uh, – based on some of the numbers we looked at, I think it is a good, uh, indeed necessary move to make uh, lower price point vehicles um, for emerging markets. I don't know if taking the, the name of an existing completely different – that's the thing, Scott. They're completely different cars. Hmm. And I don't know if it, that's the best idea. I don't know if that's putting a rectangle or like a square into a circle. What about this, Ben? What about it? Let me wrap this up here. What, if they,
2: up. what if they completely? What if they completely surprise us? And once they've got the Datsun brand going here with you know these six, three thousand mm-hmm. dollars cars, they start producing some really high end sports cars also in I other know. in other markets because the Datsun brand is back. Yeah. Maybe maybe that's an angle here too. I, I would. I think that would be so cool if they did that. I don't know why it would make a difference, but the badging on the car makes a difference to some people. Mm -hmm. And I think if there's a Datsun Z car, you know, for the next generation, you know, if we go up to the seventh generation of Z car and it's a Datsun
1: instead of being a Nissan,
2: maybe that would sell some cars.
1: Yeah. And there's something that we haven't talked about. I saved it for the end because I wanted to end on an up note. What's that? What if these $3,000 cars are brilliant? What if they're great? I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm just saying. Without saying too much here, I was just on vacation,
2: and I rented the absolute worst car I've ever driven in my life, I think. Oh, wow. Okay. And what? it was a new car. I'm not going to say the name or manufacturer. Okay. I'll tell you later, but um, it was a POS, as we like to say. Right? Really? That, that? It was horrible. Horrible, and it was a new car. Clearly had been in an accident. That that was most of the problem. Yeah. So the terrible. And this, I mean, here's a car that I'm guessing is around twenty thousand dollars. Okay. If I had to guess, you're narrowing it down. A four door vehicle. It's maybe (laughs) probably less. It was it was an economy car, but still. Okay. um, I've driven other economy cars, and even this car that you know is, I'm going to guess between fifteen and twenty. Now let's say that. Okay. Pile of junk. Wow. And it was just terrible. It was like a it was like a a tin can on wheels. It was it was the worst exp- rental car experience I've ever had.
1: All right. Okay. I see. So the log- so, logically there, if that's fifteen to twenty grand,
2: here's a car that's one fifth of that cost. Yeah. What are you going to get?
1: Well, it's just Nissan makes good vehicles. Yes, they do. So they do have the know-how and the engineering. I just I see both sides of the argument, and I. I got to tell you, I, I wish there was a new brand that they were using it for. I see where this decision is coming from. But um, believe it or not, that is not the coolest thing I've seen this week. Do you want to know what the coolest thing I've seen this week is? I would like to know that.
0: As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner.
2: Gene! Eugene Fodor. Gene, we'll it.
0: Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with.
3: So you hide the books, Jean. and a last on the business. I understand now. It is a wise man, uh, is a wiser woman.
0: But be careful, and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Jean. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano!
3: Huh? Oh! Jean, run!
0: So travel before it's too late. Your money will return, your time won't, and we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the
3: iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. But We Loved is a podcast about queer history. I'm Jordan Gonsalves, your host. Growing up, I thought being gay was the worst thing I could ever be. The gay history I learned was tragic.
0: Jerry had died of AIDS, and it's like, what is happening? It was survival.
1: That's why it's called survival sex.
3: But as I interviewed queer elders, I realized there was another history that I had never been taught, a history of courage and perseverance.
0: I wanted to take control of my story and not be ashamed of it.
3: And it was a history full of love. The
0: joy we found in saying husband again and again and again was incredible.
3: And while learning this new queer history from my elders, I realized they had so much wisdom to pass down. The key is to understanding yourself, learning to love and embrace yourself. For My Heart Podcast, I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and this is But We Loved.
0: Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Um And uh, we hope that, I, I guess this is it for the $3,000 car. Yeah. We need that big question answered again. What is that?
2: Yeah, I, I just want people to, to tell me if they think it's a mistake for Datsun or Nissan, I guess. So let's say Datsun. Okay. It's a mistake for Datsun to tie their name to this $3,000 car. And tell me why or, or why it's a good thing for them to do.
1: Yeah, and you can tell us this on our Facebook page. Uh, you can drop us a line on Twitter. It doesn't have to be long. You can just say, "Fur it or again it, we'll know what you're talking about. And uh, you can also send us an email, along with any suggestions for upcoming topics, to our fancy email address, carstuff com.
0: For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Let us know what you think. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids, no plug needed. But we also have plug-in hybrids, if that's your thing. (laughs) You can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions, Toyota is electrified, diversified. Oh, oh, oh. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look
0: at. Like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter.